You're listening to audio from the Cathedral Church of the Advent in Birmingham, Alabama, a church with a heart for the gospel. Find out more at adventbirmingham.org. Oh, Lord Jesus, we do pray that you would come and rescue us. Rescue us now and set our hearts toward heaven and that we might serve you for the time that we have here on this earth for the good of your people and for the glory of your name. Amen. Uh, Mike Weeks preached a sermon a couple weeks ago that was really great in 1 Corinthians 15, talking about the resurrection and the confidence that we can have as Christian believers in facing death. And death is one of the greatest fears that the world has. Uh, Whether you're an unbeliever or believer alike, uh, very few people probably look forward to their death. Uh, and in fact, they're, they're worried about what is death going to be like, what is going to happen after I die. Uh, those questions that as much as you might have spent time in God's Word, sometimes don't satisfy you and you still are plagued with fears concerning death. But as I listen to Mike's sermon, it dawned upon me that for some people, death might not be their greatest fear. What if your greatest fear is life? For some of us, difficulty has been the theme of our lives, a constant adversity. Our walk through the valley of the shadow of death is a longer one, and we long to be delivered. Now, I'm not talking about morbid thoughts depression, or self-harm. But only what Paul declares in verse 22 in our reading this morning when he says, Our Lord, come. You know, if you have your Bibles open, there's a little footnote at the bottom where it says, Greek Maranatha, a transliteration of Aramaic. So anytime you have a foreign word in the Greek New Testament, especially if it's an Aramaic, it means that it was a saying of the church. It was a prayer of the church to say, Maranatha, which means, come Lord Jesus, come and rescue us, come and deliver us. Not as you came in the first instance as a baby in a feeding trough, but as a conquering king to set this world to rights. Paul is saying that as a Christian, we should long for and pray for the return of the Lord Jesus. And not only a deliverance from this world, which is real enough, but a longing to be with Jesus. Here's how Paul describes it in his second letter to the Corinthians, chapter 5, verses 6 through 11. So we are always of good courage. We know that while we are at home in the body, we are away from the Lord. For we walk by faith, not by sight. Yes, we are of good courage, and we would rather be away from the body at home with the Lord. So whether we are at home or away, we make it our aim to please Him. For we must all appear before the judgment seat of Christ, so that each one may receive what is due for what he has done in the body, whether good or evil. Therefore, knowing the fear of the Lord, we persuade others. I wonder if you feel that way. 
want to see Jesus? Do you long to be in His presence? Not simply spiritually that you might experience on a Sunday morning or when a song comes on the radio or in your own home, but to actually be in His presence physically and to behold Him and to gaze upon His nail-pierced hands and feet and side. Paul longed to be with Jesus. And of course, his life was arduous. And he encountered many trials, but he never took his eyes off heaven. Now, if you're one of those people who say, I really don't want to be with Jesus. I wonder if those of us who think that might be a little too in love with this world. Death might be our greatest fear in life. And so, longing to see the Lord Jesus is not a morbid thought. It's a biblical one. But do you see also that though Paul warns against, that Paul also warns against another danger, and that is the desire to escape this world at the expense of the gospel. You see that? So Paul is saying, not I need to get out of this world and forsake this world simply because I want to be delivered, but he says, I know that whether I'm alive or dead, I belong to the Lord. And I'm doing his will. I'll be honest, I I don't know what got into me several months ago, but I began to think about this kind of stuff. And I told Lauren, my wife, I'm ready. I'm ready. I want to see Jesus. I want to be with him. And she said, but what about the girls? Don't you want to be at their weddings? And I said, no, I don't. And she was wise to point out, Andrew, you may not feel that you need them, but the girls surely need you. And so even in the midst of our longing to want to be in heaven, even if it's just to escape this world, do we not realize that our absence will be felt and that you might be here on this earth for somebody else? That's why God has placed you here. That's why God has kept you here. So that you can be a husband, a wife, a mom, a dad, a brother, a sister, a friend, a fellow believer to encourage one another on as we head towards heaven. But what is needed now? Here in the present. Because Paul does say we need to run the race of life with our eyes set toward heaven. We know what our ultimate destination is. We know where we're going. And yet it's difficult, although God commands it, to live in the present, to live in the now, and to take advantage of what God has given us even in this moment. And so this is what Paul says. He says in 2 Corinthians, you need courage. You need courage to be in this world. But he also says here in chapter 16, be watchful, stand firm in the faith, Act like men. Be strong. Let all that you do be done in love. 
We long for the Lord Jesus to return, but Paul's, and Paul says, that's, be watchful. Look for his coming. Strain toward it. Be excited about it, knowing that the Lord is going to come and to redeem us fully. But while you're here, stand firm in faith. Act like men. Paul was not very politically correct. Be strong. Because your life here on earth is in the Lord as well. Even though we see through the glass darkly as Paul says. And finally he says, let all that you do be done in love. That was the great error of the Corinthian church. They lacked love. And when love is lacking, it's hard to see heaven. It's hard to see the Lord Jesus Christ. You can have all the courage in the world. You can stand firm for the greatest of biblical doctrines. But if you don't have love, Paul says, you're just a clanging cymbal, a useless gong. And so the love that compels us to look forward to sing the Lord Jesus Christ is the same love that ought to permeate the life of the church, Paul says. That's what is needed here and now. And the fact of the matter is that the Lord Jesus Christ has redeemed you for a purpose. He has a plan for you right now. I I do love the song, I'll Fly Away. Like a bird from prison bars is flown, I'll fly away. Uh, But it's not terribly biblical. (laughs) Uh, In the sense that it is when you're at the end of your life and you know it and you are going to fly away like a bird. Uh, But if, if you're my age and you're singing that song, that's not God's call in your life right now. God's call in your life is to be the little bird that is in the prison bars of this earth. This is where God has called you, the place he's called you, and he has redeemed you through the Lord Jesus Christ and saved you for a purpose. And that is to do those things that Paul has just mentioned, standing firm, being strong, and let all that you do be done in love. This world is not our home, but while we dwell here, beloved brothers, Be steadfast, immovable, always abounding in the work of the Lord, knowing that in the Lord your labor is not in vain. The work you do on this earth is not in vain. In fact, the work that you're doing on earth is having eternal consequences. And so it may be this morning that death is your greatest fear. And if that's the case, look to the Lord Jesus and trust in his goodness and mercy. For his arm is never too short to save. And his death, his blood, is enough to cover all of your sins. And this morning, if your greatest fear is life, know that God has put you on earth for a purpose. And keep an eye on heaven and strive toward it, knowing that your Redeemer is nigh. And so we pray with Paul, Maranatha, our Lord, come. Amen.
You've been listening to audio from the Cathedral Church of the Advent. If you live in Birmingham or find yourself visiting, we hope you will join us at one of our Sunday services. Find out more at adventbirmingham.org.